Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Roll Up, the official Phil Singer Games podcast. I'm your co-host, Sam Fain, joined by Todd Gershel. Todd, how are you? I'm doing great, uh, and it's uh, one of my favorite uh, themes here tonight, <laughs> uh, which is, is uh, you know, where I can get a little bit more of the control of the podcast. That's right. That's right. Because we have a tournament uh, of, of masked wrestlers uh, from the indie game line, which should be a lot of fun. Really looking forward to it. You teased the brackets a little bit. I don't know exactly who is involved, but uh, you teased some brackets earlier, so I'm looking forward to getting to that. Um, before we do, do you want to go ahead and take a, this opportunity to introduce our guests? Sure. Uh, so we have a, a couple of returning, two returning guests and uh, two new guests with us tonight. So uh, first of all, uh, first returning guest is uh, Zeke Gould, who, yeah, we can't do an indie uh, tournament uh, podcast without Zeke. So, hey, Zeke, how's it going? It's going fine. Thanks, Todd. Thanks for having me on again. Appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, also we have here uh, Troy Xavier. Uh, I, I won't. I won't give uh, government names on this one unless you want to. <laughs> How's it going, Troy? It's going fine. I'm been looking forward to doing one of these tournaments, and this is a perfect one for me. Yeah, that's what I thought. It would be a good one there. I know you did contribute a lot to uh, uh, the Jakara sets, especially some of the later ones there. So uh, yep. some familiarity with some uh, masked guys, at least uh, some American masked guys. But uh, we got a little mix. Uh, I, I know, I know a little of the Mexican guys too. Uh, yeah, you do. You know, you know a little bit of everything there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, definitely someone who knows I know knows a lot about uh, Luchadors uh, internationally. Uh, was a big contributor uh, to our. Uh, best of Mexico set. It's uh, Jr. Goldberg. Jr. How's it going? It's going great. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely, Ben. Uh, g- glad to have you on. And our uh, fourth panelist here, uh, you know him from the Phil Singer Games board as Riff Dog. It, it is uh, John Riffenberg. Uh, Riffenberg. <laughs> Riffenberg. Either Riffenberg. or. I hear it both ways all the time. Well, I don't even know how to pronounce my own name, so you know, at least at least you know how to. Yeah. Sure, so that's good. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, I topic's perfect. I love Chikara. is one of my favorite indies of all time. And as a matter of fact, it's the promotion. It's how I got into Phil Singer Games. Oh, that's at, fantastic! A Chikara, at a Chikara show back in 2012. Oh, very cool, very cool. So you 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 picked up the game at the at the Chikara show then? Yeah, I was at the uh, was at the Synergy Weekend with the oh, ROH okay. Chikara doubleheader. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that might have been the debut of the box set. If I'm not mistaken, that might have been like one of the first weekends it was available. It, I might have been. I picked up a couple of the expansions too, so it might not have been. Oh, the maybe first. not. Then maybe that was yeah. the second year. That those were good. those were Chicago shows. Is that right? Yeah, they were in Chicago. Yep. Yeah, I was there. I was I was there too. Thomas there and um, what a. It's a you there, reunion of sorts. Were you there, no, Sam? that was before I moved here. That was right before I moved here. Ah, yeah. okay. Because we did have the Briscoes there, so yeah, I guess that's right. It was, it was kind of like the preview of the ROH sets. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what it was. It was the Briscoe yeah, yeah. cards. I remember. Chikara was eleven, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. So cool. Well, uh, yeah. Then this is a perfect uh, introduction uh, for you there too. We'll, uh, I think, uh, you know, once we kind of get a little bit deeper in here, we'll find out. You'll know, just get a little bit more history on you, uh, John and Jr. For our listeners who uh, aren't as familiar with you guys yet, but uh, Sam. 
think it's time for the opening bell, right? Yeah, let's get to it. Uh, I'm glad to have uh, our, our newbies here, uh, especially John, after you crushed his, his dreams of you know running a perfect table for the uh, best of the Indies 2022 set. I think it's only right that uh, that he I think, yeah, it's only right. <laughs> Absolutely, it's the, it's the least you could do for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hey, I'll tell you what, we're gonna make a run at all those names that you listed. There's no doubt about it. And hey, a couple of them eh, still might be in the set. We'll see. Um, but uh, our opening bell, we've got three names to talk about in our teasers. And of course, the Legends teaser from last Friday was none other than Dirty White Boy Tony Anthony, uh, who also wrestled under a mask early in his career as grappler number two with Lynn Denton as the grapplers. Um, awesome addition. I, I, I love the art. Um, I, I think it's great that he's got the Smoky Mountain title there. Um, I can't wait to get a look at these stats. Um, but, you know, he's a guy we were talking before we started recording um, amongst the panel that uh, a couple of us, and myself included, didn't really appreciate him until a little bit later. Uh, I admit you, I, I came to him kind of late. The first match of his that I ever saw was actually on the uh, Jake Roberts Pick Your Poison DVD that WWE put out. Uh, it's not a great match. Um, and, uh, I, I, you know, I just didn't know what to think of him. But I, I'd read his name a lot. I kept seeing him. And, I, you know, I, I was like, well, I should probably check out some of his stuff eventually. And I finally did, especially when I got around to watching Smokey mountain a few years back and uh he definitely grew on on me a great deal and you know the the little bit of continental footage that's available that i've seen especially his feud with tom pritchard is just fantastic so um wonderful uh wonderful addition to the game and i'm really looking forward to to bringing him into my legends fed at some point uh, todd thoughts on dirty white boy uh, definitely a guy I've heard a lot about. I'm a little bit familiar with some of his uh, other short-lived gimmicks in uh, WWF, probably more than his work in the Smoky Mountain, I'm ashamed to say. But uh, it definitely is cool to, you know, I've been reading a little bit more about him. And, uh, and I hope to learn a, a lot more, uh, especially uh, next week. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, because next week's episode will indeed be the interview, which we had hoped to do last week, uh, so that we could kind of drop that as the announcement. Um, but we decided to go ahead with the announcement uh, of the card on Friday anyway, uh, just to whet people's appetite for the interview. Uh, should be a lot of fun. There's there's a lot kind of going on, including a documentary um, about him. The filmmaker will be joining us as well, so we'll have uh, a really cool conversation that'll of course be about his career uh, as well as uh, what we can expect from the documentary. So that that should be that should be really really cool um let's get let's let's get our panel involved here zeke thoughts on dirty white boy oh, i think he's a great addition to the game i i'm planning on teaming him up with tracy smothers for sure nice yeah yeah the thugs were uh were, were a great team uh in, in in smoky mountain no doubt about that uh jr thoughts on dirty white boy uh you know uh, uh one of those great additions where i he's not like I love Dirty White Boy. I love the Continental stuff that we have, like you said. Um, you know, if you haven't seen the angle uh, with Tom Pritchard, I think it's on YouTube if you type in, like, I, I need to talk to Tom or something yep. like that. Um, and uh, a-, a quick story about that angle. I remember showing it uh, in, like, a Zoom chat or, uh, you know, with a bunch of people. And, uh, and as he's really beating up Tom Pritchard uh, after the angle one of my friends typed why why are none of the faces coming out and helping tom pritchard and then someone answered they're all too busy marking out because this is so awesome (laughs) um and uh you know so that really sums it up i mean it's a if you've only seen the wwf stuff it's um you're really doing yourself a bit of a disservice um 
he's someone that I didn't know my feds missed until the announcement. And I think I'm, I'm already brainstorming sort of uh, ways I can move him up and down the card. I, I think depending on stats, he's someone that I could conceive fitting a bunch of different places, which I think is the, the mark of a card I really want, you know? Yeah, totally agree. I, I completely agree with you. Um, uh, um, John, uh, what are your thoughts uh, about Dirty White Boy? Uh, I'm very much like Todd. I think most of what I know about him is as a plumber. <laughs> um, Continental has just kind of been one of those blind spots for me that I've been wanting to check more stuff out, but just have never really gotten the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, the, the unfortunate thing is, is that there's just not a ton available. I mean, there's certainly more available now than there was even, like, say, five years ago. But uh, yeah. it, it's definitely one of those feds that, that the, you know, the tapes and everything have, have been either lost or locked up or, or whatnot. So pretty much most of what's out there is stuff that people just, you know, recorded off the air when it, when it happened. Um, Troy, thoughts on Dirty White Boy? Uh, I'm looking forward to him. Like Zeke, I'm probably going to thug him up to start. Um, I, I got to watch him a bunch in Smoky Mountain, so uh, I'm, I'm much more familiar with him there than his TL offer. Yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Um, yeah, you know, he's one of those guys, too, that I feel like if if, if you have not ever seen his um, – his promos um you should really check them out because he was so charismatic and someone that i feel like you know just looking at him you you don't get the full picture until you've really seen him work not only in the ring but also you know with the mic and uh it's crazy because it's not too far of a stretch to call him almost like a proto Steve Austin in some ways, because he, the way that he rode that fine line between being a face or a heel, regardless of what he was doing, you know, gimmick wise is pretty remarkable. And, 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 and he could go full heel on you and it just be like the, the meanest, most God awful SOB on the face of the planet. But the thing is, is even when he was a baby face, he wasn't that far away from still being that guy. Um, and his promos are just are, are just great as well. So I, I uh, highly recommend checking out uh, any of the footage you can find. You know, just just do a search on him um, on YouTube, and, and there's a lot of stuff that pops up. Make sure you put wrestling in with his name, otherwise you'll get a lot of foreigner <laughs> music videos. So, um, <laughs> uh, and then next up for our Monday announcement for Champions of the Galaxy War Games 2092 Reimagined, we. Uh, well, we didn't have an announcement on Monday, actually, uh, because the artwork wasn't quite ready yet. But uh, we can say that uh, by the time this drops, you, you should be seeing uh, the artwork for the Keepers of the Stone, Rogue and Scourge, and, of course, Claw. Um, I think Claw will be in the art. Is Claw in the art? Claw's got to yeah, be in yeah, the art, Yeah, I'm, right? I'm trying to share it with everybody <laughs> here, uh, here. Here we go. Um, nice. Nice. Well, I, I can I can certainly say that you know uh, it, it, it makes a it makes a world of difference this art uh, compared to the original art that we had because uh, that original art I just felt like uh, was not it, it 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 wasn't in line with some of the other art we got during that set. Let, let me just put it that way. It wasn't necessarily Chuck's best. Um, but I, I think this is really cool. It's an opportunity to get the keepers of the stone into your tag ranks uh, for 2092. Uh, if you're running a reimagined fed or if you're just, you know, if this is the way that you've kind of come into uh, the GWF in general. Um, and yeah, I mean, along with Matador and chaos third force, they're, they're a powerhouse team. Um, 
and, and an incredibly important team in, in the history of the GWF as well. So uh, looking forward to having them now here in color with the reimagined stats. Uh, Todd, anything you want to talk about uh, with these guys at all? Any, any changes that you're aware of or, or anything uh, art-wise that were, you know, to, to maybe explain why we had a little bit of a delay? Uh, well, we, we, we've been kind of, you know, I've uh, been a couple of changes in some of the different pieces of art and some of the direction there. So we've kind of pushed us back a little bit on that. And with some of the legend stuff, just kind of finalizing the roster. So that was, you know, some, some delays there. And I think Warner's had a bunch of other work as well. So it got, we just got a little delayed here and there, but I think we're back on track right now with kind of keeping to our normal schedule. Uh, the indie teasers, you know, the, the ones that I've been helping direct have, have been, you know, perfectly on time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, we should, we should be good kind of going forward uh, with that. So. Yeah, well, it is worth mentioning, of course, that um, uh, speaking of the indie teasers, that the art is already ready for our indie teaser, uh, which by the time that this podcast drops, it will most likely be up or should be up shortly thereafter. And that is for uh, Rohit Raju, um, former Impact X Division champion. Um, I know him best, actually, as Hakeem Zane um, because he wrestled or has wrestled and still wrestles quite extensively with AAW here in Chicago uh, as a former heritage champion um for aaw uh very recently actually just lost the belt to ace austin um in a, in a three-way match and uh you know is just a, a one heck of a talent um somebody that I'm, I'm glad that we have uh in the game and uh i think again for anybody that you know followed his uh x division title reign um or is familiar with any of his work here in aaw um you know that you know that this is a great addition to uh, the indie set uh, and a guy who's not you know a, a lot of our, our indies guys tend to be on the younger side you know we get a lot of guys in their early 20s for instance um, and it's worth noting that you know this is a guy who's 42 years old he's been around a while he's, he's done a lot so um, really cool addition um, Zeke I'll, I'll shoot over to you uh, did you sign him I, I did actually back in um, Chicago during the second city second uh, second city summit uh, weekend of Labor Day um, I, uh, I was bringing cards to Jake something at the time. He was sitting at the table with Jake something. And I was going to parlay that into getting his as well. Um, so, yeah, so it's actually the same as I got Mike Jackson last week. Oh, yeah. Nice. So, yeah, and I'm actually, it's the card I'm working on now, as a matter of fact. It's going to, got to run me uh, with the way the opponents usually uh, need, it's, it's, it's usually on the, it's usually, uh, it's usually kneeling. I uh, call the Mumbai Drive By, um, and uh, that is his. That's his current finisher that he's using right now. Um, that's the, actually the one I'm, I'm finishing up. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, he's been X Division champion. He's showed up a number of times on AEW Dark. He's all over IWTV. Uh, usually, as he says, like the King Zang. Um, so I, I think he's a good addition. To have. Looking forward to putting him in my face. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to see what you do with them stat-wise. Uh, Todd, thoughts uh, on Rahit Raju? Uh, no, I definitely 
a name that I've been hearing for the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, when Zeke mentioned that he uh, got going to get a chance to talk to him, I thought he'd be a great addition to this, um, this set. I know he has done some work recently with impact wrestling, uh, but no longer there, but I know with, you know, AEW, hopefully, uh, we'll get to see him in person uh, when we get to Chicago. That would be pretty nice. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good bet. Uh, he he's uh, been a staple there for for as long as I you know have, have been around pretty much. Well, when I I think the first few shows that I saw, he wasn't on the card, and then he was. And a couple of the guys that I was like sitting with told me that you know because I didn't recognize him uh, told me that uh, you know he was kind of a a mainstay. So um, yeah, a, a, a great a great addition. Uh, John, thoughts on this? Uh, on this card for the indie set, um, it's a really great signing. I'm actually very excited to see have him added. Um, like I, said, I mostly know him from his AAW stuff. He had a really nice feud with Mance Warner a year or two years ago. Um, so look forward to those who coming across each other again in my feds. And um, and I'm going to count this as a four and a half for me because I did predict him in my IWTV set last year. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, we'll accept that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Troy, uh, your thoughts on uh, Rohit Raju? I've heard the name. I'm, I've never seen him wrestle, but now I just get to do some research and watch him and see how good he really is. Absolutely. That's one of the things I love to hear about, you know, anytime we get an indie signing that people aren't familiar with, it's, it, you know, it's a good impetus to go and, and check out their stuff. Uh, JR, what about you? You know, I'm in the, I'm in the same boat as Troy. Uh, it's my... My indie watching is very, very narrow. Uh, you know, I, I have very niche tastes in wrestling, so there's a lot of stuff that's popular that I, I don't see or don't get a chance to. But I always love uh, getting new sets and getting cards, and when the cards impress me, then checking out the the wrestlers themselves and, and sort of doing it backwards uh, in that way. So I, um, I'm looking forward to playing with this card, and I'm looking forward to, to having that card grab me and me checking out his matches because of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think that his matches um, are definitely worth checking out. I mean, he's, he's, he's a good solid hand in the ring. There's no doubt about that. Um, and uh, you know, worth noting that, you know, a, a lot of his title reign and even that, that Mance Warner feud um, that John mentioned uh, took place during like the height of the pandemic when AAW was running, like, you know, kind of like the, the quasi shows that, that a lot of other uh, feds, indie feds were having to run where they, you know, they didn't really necessarily have a full crowd. Um, and, uh, you know, smaller stuff, but they were doing, uh, that's when they really actually started streaming a lot of their shows because a lot of their stuff had not necessarily been live, um, on like pay-per-view or streaming, um, beforehand they had, you know, they would always film it and then sell the DVD afterwards. That was kind of their model, but due to the pandemic, they started Mm -hmm. You know, or I think it might have actually been shortly before, but the pandemic caused them to ramp it up. They started live streaming and doing, you know, live pay-per-views with Fight TV and all that sort of stuff. So now you can watch AAW shows as they happen, even if you're not there in the building, which is which is kind of cool because it's not something that they were doing uh, doing beforehand. All right. Well, that uh, that takes care of the teasers. Um, there's not a whole lot else to talk about. Uh, but uh, Todd, are there any GCon updates or anything else from FedHQ you want to address before we get into the tournament? Uh oh. No, Are you on mute? it would help if I <laughs> unmute myself. Uh, no, I don't think there's anything that's uh, really new there. Again, I think we, we mentioned uh, last week that, or even the last two weeks, that you know, our next big event will be um, coming up in on uh, June 3rd, that Friday night. We'll be having our Phil Singer Games night. 
um, that will be, uh, we'll have a big, uh, you know, legends teaser that night. Uh, that'll also be, uh, when we have our tickets for GCon going on sale, uh, I'll probably have a lot more details, uh, by then. Uh, and we might even we have some other announcements before that, but I think, you know, we might have a couple, uh, big ones, uh, for that night too, uh, coming up for GCon. That'll be, I think what, Five or six weeks after that, I think it's six weeks. Six weeks from that date is when wow. we'll, we'll be in Chicago. So, so we're basically about like ten ten weeks away. Yeah, you know, pretty as, much as, yeah. as, this, as this drops. Uh, all yeah, right. I got a lot of crap to do still. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, tournaments to set up. Hmm. That's true. Oh, at least I know what the tournament themes are. We have that all set up there. Uh, um, I can't say that I know everybody that's going to be in the GWF tournament because I have no idea what Tom's going to do. So I'm going to have to wait on that one. <laughs> uh, that's always our last tournament finish. Exactly. I think we get a pretty good sense for the indie set, uh, indies tournament, who we want to include there. Although I think we might have to uh, slot James Jeffries <laughs> into that one. For James sure. Jeffries will be in that tournament. I guarantee you. <laughs> good. good. Yeah, we we'll definitely have to have him there. Uh, and I think there may be a couple other ones that uh, that we'll have to uh, maybe even another new one that uh, might have to make it into there as well. We'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, and then uh, your Legends tournament, uh, you know, we're going to probably have uh, a couple guys from the upcoming TNT set in that uh, as well. I'm I'm going to wager guests that people are going to want to use those right away. So I, yeah, I have a feeling that that will definitely be the case. Um, Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the game night too. It should be a heck of a lot of fun. Um, you know, even if uh, we just end up hanging out and, and chit-chatting and maybe, you know, watching a couple matches or something in addition to, uh, uh, you know, playing, well, playing the game. I, I, I will say that um, I'm planning, there will be a tournament that night. Oh, fantastic. And the results of that tournament might have, might play into something in the future that uh that made is official phil singer games canon so we'll see oh all we'll right see. all right yeah. that's, that's like we'll, 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 more, more on that talking to, to do <laughs> um right on well that sounds very cool i'm i'm very much looking forward to that i love the idea of having tournaments you know influencing uh the storyline and you know what's happening um i think that's a, a great a great idea um but speaking of tournaments uh you know if we have time afterwards i'd love to ask zeke about uh, uh pwg and everything but uh before we uh do all that i think we should just kick this main event off with our tournament for masked indie wrestlers so todd take it away sir well, you know, before we kind of jump right into the main tournament, we do have two first-time guests that we haven't had a chance to really get to know too, too much yet. Uh, so did want to kind of just get a little bit of time, you know, not not full, full promoter spotlight, but at least get a little bit of a sense as to, you know, your history with wrestling in the game. Uh, so we'll start with John. So, John, you said you first got introduced to Phil Singer Games at Chikara. Uh, tell us a little bit about, though, your uh, your kind of wrestling fandom, where you kind of started as a wrestling fan to get to that point, uh, being a Chikara fan. Um, well, I, if we want to go for my wrestling fandom, we can go all the way back, back to me being a little person and Paul Hogan's rock and wrestling is yes. really where it started. Um, Same but, here. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is kind of... I never, like, it was always in the peripheral, never really watched it, but I was always kind of in the fighting video games. And then as the boom hit in 98, that's when I really, I'm watching TV every week, watching every Monday night. And 
as that hit, I kind of discovered ECW. And then I kind of, that just kind of developed the love of smaller promotions. And like after ECW went out of business, I was always just kind of chasing, looking for that next. So I, you know, I'd hop to ROH and then just kind of always hopping around. I've always, I'm just fascinated to discover that there are hundreds of these guys, hundreds of these different characters, and they're all different, unique, and the unlimited amount of stories you can tell with mixing these people together. And obviously, it's one of the things I found appealing about Phil Singer Games is I can take these, all the wrestlers across the indies and put them together, help, you know, any dream match or two characters that I thought fit together, you know, but are on separate parts of the country and whatnot. I'm able to bring them together, you know? No, it's nice. Yeah. Even if you can't see, I mean, it, it, these days in the wrestling, like it seems like almost every matchup is out there and then they throw out a new match. Like, Oh my God, I didn't know I needed to see that. Now I need to see it. Uh, but yeah, now you can kind of do this here and there. Now do you, you mostly buy the indie stuff, right? That's most of what you play. Indies are primarily what I do. I've as actually these re-releases of the old, the color versions of the old champ- champions of the galaxy. I've kind of started to dabble into those. Oh, that's so great. like I'm kind of discovering that story now for the first time, you know, kind of fresh. It's new to me. So cool. Well, that's exactly why we did it. So that's cool. I heard that, 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 that it's bringing new people into that uh, mythology as well. So very, very cool. Uh, so JR, uh, I know I've met you at a Chakar show. It was the first time I met you, I know, in yeah. person there. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your kind of history with wrestling. Sure. Um, so I think I'm a similar age to, to John and that, uh, you know, wrestling was something that I enjoyed as a kid because I grew up in the Hogan peak. And then uh, I was in high school when the Attitude Era era stuff happened and i i remember <laughs> uh first starting to watch wrestling because like the cool kids were talking about wrestling and i wanted to talk t- to the cool kids right which is such a bizarre thing to think about now <laughs> um, and then of course you know like i fell in love with wrestling and took it to a level where like it, it was decidedly uncool y- you know but uh you know, they wanted to talk about the rock or whatever. And I was like bringing in issues of PWI. I mean, but, uh, um, <laughs> so, uh, I, I still love wrestling. I watch a ton of wrestling. I still write about wrestling a good amount. Um, the, uh, I first discovered Phil Singer games. Um, I guess a little over 20 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, I met Tom at an origins, uh, the convention in Columbus, Ohio. Um, and, uh, I think so the, I started with legends of wrestling and I think the first three legend sets were out. Maybe, okay. maybe it was the first two. Um, I know Sabu was out because I think, uh, like the black and white Sabu card. Yeah, that would have been like the first expansion. The first expansion then. So I think that was the, so I think I got the first two expansions at that point. Um, and uh, I played a lot of the black and white legends cards, got really into it, got my friends into it. Um, and it just sort of became a thing that we would do when we had spare time at the store or whatever. Um, and then I got into champions just before the switch to color, I think 21, 23. 
Um, uh, yeah, 20, 21, 25 was the first color. Was the set. switch so, to yeah, color, yeah, right? Yeah, so, like, I think I, I played those last two black and white sets and then did the jumped on with the color. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, have done everything. And currently I'm going back through the black and white sets and, uh, and playing those, um, which has been really, really fun to just sort of see the original art and how the game was read through the game books. It's, um, cool. it's been an absolute blast. Um, but I guess in my fandom, uh, right now, I mean, I'm, I'm known for Lucha opinions, uh, and, you know, weird Lucha indie stuff, uh, that I try and shine a light on. Um, yeah, so. Well, we just had a big Lucha show this past weekend uh, with uh, Triple Mania. What, what are your thoughts on what happened there? I oh. thought that the um, the Viano 4 LA Park match was really, really awesome, and I think people should go out of their way to see it. Um, I thought the Kinect match uh, was good for different reasons. I mean, I think when you like Lucha, you have to understand that you're you're not going to get a card of like a hundred percent bangers. It's not like a <laughs> mid two thousands ROH show. Right. 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 Um, so you have to like go in with the expectation that like some of the things that you're watching are just going to be like weird. Uh, and you know, I, uh, I really like weird stuff, you know, like my, I, one of my favorite wrestlers right now is black Terry. who's like 68 years old. Right. And just like, <laughs> is awesome. It has been awesome forever, but like, so seeing Kinect, who's 70, just like try and go out there and wrestle Psycho Clown, you know, you just got to get into it. So that's uh, that's me. That's my story. Very cool. Um, yeah, I really love the concept on the, what they're doing with Triple Mania with the three shows and the three rounds of the tournament and yeah. the, the losers advancing on to an eventual mass versus mass match. I think the concept is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, the the lucia tournaments are always really great i mean i like one of my favorite you know cmll has been in a down period for a few years now right but like one of my favorite events or tournaments uh of the year always was the prehas and creeblaze where they do a for people who aren't familiar they do a yearly tournament where um it's a t- tag team tournament where the face and uh, a face and a heel form a tag team Mm -hmm. and then wrestle other face heel tag teams. Um, and then the winners of the tag team tournament then get a main event against each other. Uh, which I think is a, like a really, really cool idea. It's something that I've stolen and done in my Phil Singer games feds all the time. I think it's like a great yearly show that, I'm honestly surprised uh, an American company hasn't stolen it because it seems Ch- like such an easy idea. Chikara has done some incredibly blaze matches before. I know they've done the Cybernetico like that. Yeah. We have the the partners on other teams and stuff like that. I guess they've done more of that rather than heel. Sure. Play. Yeah. They are, the Cybernetico has always been a uh, you know a big thing that they've done, which I think is another really cool match. You know. AIW is doing a Cybernetico this week too, which I was really uh, happy to see that that's being done uh, yeah. in the states here. So cool, excellent. Uh, so uh, I think uh, let's see. 
Uh, well, we're we're missing Zeke for a little bit, but you know what? I'm I'm going to take the first. Uh, you know, until he gets back, uh, I'm going to I'm going to vote for him. Uh, oh no, he's back. Oh man, I, I don't get any votes. I'm, just, I'm trying to avoid uh, spoilers on. Uh, so I'm like uh, halfway through because I want the PWG. Oh, gotcha. uh, sorry, sorry. sorry. Well, that's okay. That's just, that's, um, so I, I should have watched it on Saturday, and I forgot that it was on at five. And like I would have watched it with GCW because I got two screens, and I just. Um, I'm I'm really into the tournament, so just trying to trying to avoid the. I just just in case something came out, I wanted to make sure. I just wanted to. Kind of I don't I don't think I spoiled any matches. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just mentioned them. You didn't name the winners. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Okay. Cool. Um, but that that's just I just I just I'm just trying. I'm like halfway through it, so I just wanted to. But I appreciate your dedication there to Zeke to not wanting to be uh, spoiled there. So I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm the opposite. <laughs> <on that. laughs> Spoil me. It's a, it's a very timely topic for what the tournament is. You know, it's a tournament of master wrestlers. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. With the, you know, originally I was kind of looking ahead of the schedule uh, and, you know, I have uh, planned three different tournaments coming up here. And you know what? I'll just spoil it right now. So this is the first of kind of three uh, holiday specific tournaments uh, that I'm working with. And uh, this one, I was kind of going, even though I guess it's, you know, it's maybe more of an American holiday than, than a Mexican holiday, but we got Cinco de Mayo this week. So that's what made me kind of think of, of uh, doing a mass wrestler tournament. Uh, we will have a legends themed tournament next month. Uh, that will be around father's day. Uh, so that one, uh, um, that one coming up and then we will have a champions of the galaxy tournament on 4th of July uh, week. So I uh, won't go too much more detail into that, but there should be some nice twists to go along with that uh, as well. So, but anyway, we got, those are in the future. Those are the next two months here. We're talking right now about our mass wrestler tournament. And uh, I have broken up uh, 16 masked wrestlers here from the, all of our indie sets. It's not every single mass wrestler, but I thought a good uh, selection of guys here. So we have four different brackets. First, we'll have our Chikara bracket. Mm-hmm. Then we will have our Ring of Honor bracket. That's all cards from Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor branding on it. We have our Best of Mexico bracket. And then finally, we have our Wild Card bracket, which kind of has some other different ones. I think most are from Promoter Prime, uh, though, but that, that'll be our fourth bracket there. So uh, the way this is going to work, uh, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to uh, have a matchup. I'm going to actually going to try to show the um, the uh, card art on the screen as well. And uh, you, everybody, I'll just kind of go around the room then, and uh, I'll you choose choose the person. You will let me know uh, who you pick. And some of your reasoning why. And then the reasonings for why you picked that person could be completely up to you. It could be very sound technical wrestling experience. It could be, hey, I think he's got a cool mask. Or, you know, whatever else kind of comes in your mind. Uh, any any reason is, is a perfectly good reason as far as uh, I am concerned. Uh, we have five uh, people on here, including uh, Sam. So uh, it will be best three out of five will advance somebody here. And I'll try to mix up the order so everybody kind of gets a chance to go first and uh, and go last then. So we're going to start off with your car here. And our first matchup is going to be Ultra Mantis Black versus Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> 
That's two tough. former Ooh. they they won King of Trios together in 2012. I was there for that. One of my favorite nights of wrestling ever there. Uh Ultraman is Black versus Hollow Wicked. And uh, you know, since he worked on a lot of the uh Chikara sets, I'm gonna give the first vote to Troy. All right, this is tough because I thought UMB was gonna be my vote, but no, it's Hollow Wicked. That was the favorite card I ever statted for Chikara. One vote for Hollow Wicked. John, let's go over to you. Uh, I'm going to, I think, I'm going to go with Hollow Wicked. I think he's one of the most underrated workers on the indie scene. Um, I I don't know if it's because of the mask. It's because Shikara was never the most respected thing, but Hollow Wicked's really good. <laughs> and I'm going to go with him. <laughs> No, he really is. I don't think he's really done a ton outside of Jakara just because he's got his day job and he loves just kind of doing this on the side. But man, if that guy dedicated himself, I, I kind of agree with you there. Uh, let's go over to JR. Uh, I'm going to be a dissenting vote here. Um, you know, I I agree with everything that's said. I, I love the Hollow Wicked card and I uh, truly agree that he's a tremendous worker. Um you know, probably better in ring than Ultramantis Black, but the Ultramantis Black character uh, is such a strong and compelling figure. Um, you know, you can use him in so many, and he is one of those Chikar wrestlers that sort of broke out. I mean, he had those like sort of quasi death matches in AIW for a little bit and um, the let's hang out stuff. I, I sort of feel like for me he's someone that i can use as a character like in a commissioner role or a manager role or i could use um and have him work a few different styles and uh, and it always sort of fits and feels comfortable um i'm gonna go with ultramantis black all right all right good uh, vote for ultramantis black there sam how about you I was almost hoping I wouldn't have to vote. Uh, <laughs> this, I mean, this is this is really really tough because I, I think that um, everything that has been said thus far is one hundred percent true, um, and it, it's so difficult to try to figure out which one of these guys deserves to move to move on. Um, and I think I, I, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Ultramantis Black, um, and one of the you know one of the big reasons why much like Jr. was saying is I feel like he was so important to uh, Chikara and his character and the way that most of the storylines ran through him and 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 that he was kind of like you know the you know the the, the vessel for so much uh, of, of kind of the when Chikara really hit into high gear and started like telling these crazy, you know, comic book stories that nobody else was doing. It's like Ultramantis Black was central to all of that. And the crazy thing is he didn't necessarily have to be in the ring, you know, or, or the champion or holding belts or anything in order for that to happen, which I think is kind of the hallmark of, of a truly special, wrestling personality, whether or not, you know, he's as good of a wrestler as Hollow Wicked. I think most of us would say that Hollow Wicked is the better in-ring wrestler, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, and there's no denying that Hollow Wicked had, you know, just the incredible run as grand champion, but, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Ultramantis Black because I feel like there's, there's something about Ultramantis Black that to me as a character, he's just a slight cut above Hollow Wicked, just a slight cut above Hollow Wicked. 
right. So two versus two there. Your yeah, Ultramantis did win the Grand Championship, and it was during the secret season. So not many people got to see that. Uh, you know, it was a big deal when he did win the uh, King of Trios because that was always the thing. He couldn't win the big one, but he was always involved in everything, as you said. All right, Zeke, we're going to give you the deciding vote here. Is it Ultramantis Black or Hollow Wicked moving on? Oh, I, I, I got to say Ultramantis Black. He's a... Uh... I really enjoyed. I, I enjoyed meeting him at Chikar. He, uh, he and Brian Danielson, Danielson's Chikar card had, had uh, in my in my Chikar fake. Lot Chikar's fake. Yes, they had the feud of the year that couldn't stop in the move from season one to season two. Uh, I gotta go. All right, so Ultraman's is black. Moving on. Nice comeback by him there. I wasn't expecting <laughs> that after the first two votes against him, but he had a nice comeback there. And. Uh, I mean, I don't get to vote on this one here, uh, but my vote would have gone for Ultramantis Black. I'm a, I'm a big uh, UNB mark, you know, so. All right, our next Takara matchup here is going to be... Oh, hold on, put the wrong thing up in here. Our next matchup is going to be Dasher Hatfield versus Jigsaw. So we got a little bit of your know, original Chikara against kind of like our, our big man right at the end there. Uh, let's start this one off uh, with John. Oh, I was hoping I didn't have to go first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am, if I have to pick and choose, I, I'm going to have to go with Dasher. Uh, one of, I mean, he went through so much having going through all those bad gimmicks, Moscow, Ultimo Breakfast. And then he just, he finally hit this Dasher character and it was so great. And I mean, his heel turn was almost, it's, it's almost the Chikari equivalent of the Hogan turn. Mm-hmm. Like yep. the most baby face of baby face Dasher Hatfield, you know, turning heel was a stroke of Jesus. And he was, and he killed it as a heel too. And also sentimental dashers retiring so yeah or has, I, th- I think he might have, i think he's got one match left he might or is he he might have even wrapped up i'm not sure where he's no, at no his last his, la- his last match is this friday is and it? it's okay. going to be an iwtv as well all right it's gonna be live on iwtv okay uh so one vote for uh dasher there let's go over to zeke oh I'm going to go with Jigsaw. Um, I like Dasher Hatfield. I like throwbacks were great. Um, the great gimmick, great mask, Dasher, but um, I, I like baseball. And I like Dasher, but I got to go with Jigsaw. Jigsaw is one, just one of my favorite car wrestlers, so I vote voting for Jigsaw. All right. We got one vote for Jigsaw there. Okay, let's go to Sam. So, yeah, this is, I mean, this is a really, really interesting matchup because uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and just get it out of the way. I'm going to go with Dasher. Um, I, I think that everything that John said is is pretty much exactly why. I, I, you know, you look at the trajectory of his career from the time he started in Chikara to the time, like, you know, Chikara shuttered and everything he's gone on to do since. I think that that, to me, it's like, that's what Chikara was supposed to be in the very beginning. You know what I mean? Is it's like, here's a school, here's the matches we're going to put on. We're going to have a little fun with it. We're going to tell some interesting stories. Oh, we're growing. We're going to do more. We're going to have these wonderful storylines. We're going to, you know, keep, keep moving on. And, and, and he evolved so much from the beginning 
through to the end and everything that he's done since then. Um, I, I just think that, yeah, he, he's, he is a very good professional wrestler. Uh, and that's nothing <laughs> against Jigsaw because Jigsaw is really, you, you look at what Jigsaw accomplished. He was one of the very first Chikara wrestlers to like, wrestle elsewhere. Do you know what I mean? Like he wasn't just in Chikara. A lot of those guys were kind of just in Chikara or maybe they'd take off their mask and they'd go wrestle another place, but they were always pretty low on the card. But Jigsaw was like, you know, in the thick of it in Ring of Honor there for a while. And, and, and I just think that, you know, he had a, he had a remarkable career. Has, he continues to have a pretty remarkable career, but um, yeah, Dasher's, Dasher's the choice for me. All right. Yeah, I didn't like when he took off the mask in, in Ring of Honor. Mm. I gotta say, I'm glad he put it back on. Um, <laughs> all right, let's go over to Jr. Then. Uh, uh, I guess I'm gonna dissent again. Um, so I I'm gonna vote for Jigsaw. Um, I guess what is that tied up two two? Ties up two two. All right. It's a very competitive uh, bracket. It yeah. is a competitive bracket. Uh, for me, you know. Um, I, I think I'm just voting purely on on personal aesthetic. I uh, the Dasher character never did much for me. The Dasher uh, in ring stuff has never done a ton for me. So he's never been a card that I've been particularly inspired by. Um, whereas Jigsaw, um, you know, I feel like the team with Quack was always uh, something that was fun to do with the cards. Um, you know, I think that he's a a guy that is similar to Hollow Wicked. I mean, the reasons that uh, you guys gave for Hollow Wicked last time, even though Jigsaw did break out a little bit more, is how I sort of feel about Jigsaw here. Like, he probably didn't get his due in terms of how good in ring he really, really was, um, you know, ahead of his time. Um I wonder if he had sort of held on a few more years, like guys like Eddie Kingston did, um, you know, what, what we could have seen. I know that, you know, he still wrestles a few times a year or whatever, but you know, it's, uh, um, I think he sort of doesn't get his due in that regard. Um, I'm going to vote for Jigsaw. I have fun playing with him. It's worth noting real quick before we get to the tiebreak vote that the last match that Jigsaw had that's recorded on Cage Match was against Avery Good in February mm-hmm. of this year. Oh, and Jigsaw, Jigsaw did that's go right. over. So I don't know if, if history will repeat itself here or not. But, uh, yeah, just, just, just noticed that. Thought that was interesting. That is very interesting. Yeah, I know that that was part of his... Uh you know, Avery Good's kind of farewell tour. I think he had like ten matches left. I remember that that Jigsaw one uh, yeah. got announced. That was a, that was a big one. You know, and worth. I, I want to throw this out there real quick that I agree with everything that Jr. just said. You know, it, it's so it's as he's saying all this, I'm just sort of like, man, maybe I should have voted the other way. But you, you know, I'm standing by my vote. But it, it, that that's it, it. This is a really really hard matchup. Yep. All right, Troy, you get the deciding vote in the. This one will it be Dasher Hatfield or Jigsaw moving on? I'm voting for Boomer's Daddy. Boomer's <laughs> Daddy, Dasher Hatfield. It, I, I just enjoyed the baseball gimmick. I thought that was great, and then I loved his feud with uh, Boomer. I thought that was a lot of fun. I love Jigsaw too. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> yeah, I just like Boomer more. The, these are tough choices. I did never <laughs> said these are going to be easy choices here tonight. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, we're going to move on next to a Ring of Honor bracket. 
And our first matchup here is uh, two more, I'd say a little more old school Ring of Honor guys here. And that is Delirious versus El Generico. <laughs> so, yeah, whatever happened to the El Generico El guy? I don't, I don't know. I think, he, I think he's in Mexico. Yeah, uh, working, orphanage, right? working at an orphanage yeah. Yeah, in Tijuana. <laughs> okay, good, good. All right, well, let's kick off this one. Sam, why didn't you kick us off on this one? Yeah, this is the easiest one for me. It's El Generico all the way. Uh, I think that El Generico is the, the better wrestler. I think that uh, I, I, I think that he's, I, I, you know, even if we completely divorce him from his, uh, you know, unmasked persona as we have gotten to know him from uh, uh, for the better part of the past, you know, eight, nine years, uh, that he had something under that mask that a lot of guys don't have even without a mask, you know, um, the, the way that he could get sympathy, um, just everything that, that he did in the ring, uh, to, to establish his character, all the feuds that he had. I mean, the feud with Kevin Steen, I, you know, just, just everything that he did, whether it was ring of honor, Jakara, PWG, etc. Uh, and he is an incredible, lovely human being on top of it all. And delirious is kind of a trash human being. So that makes it a lot easier for me to, uh, to, <laughs> decide uh as well and, and plus i think he's he could out wrestle you know delirious as well so yeah it's it's el generico all the way all right uh let's go over to zeke then zeke delirious or el generico definitely el generico uh, uh you know he's been you know he's one of the top names in the history of pwg with all the titles uh, with the title he won and, and one of the most incredible moments of pwg where uh it's steamwolf work he ripped the title and the ceiling vent off the ceiling. And that was actually the show that Tom was, Tom was there for, too. Um, yeah, just all, all the stuff he's done at PWG. It just, he's uh, will always be a card that I use in my indie fit. That's, uh, I, some, of the, some of the older indie names retire and so forth and go away. El Generic will always be in my fit. So I got to go with El Generic. All right, El Generico here. Uh, John, how about you? Um, I'm I'm gonna have to make it at least it's so far unanimous. I have to go El Generico too. He's probably one of my top ten favorites all time. Uh, the Steen Generico feud is probably my favorite feud. And oh, like nice. I said, in the fact that the fact that those two have carried it all the way, and then it, last year at WrestleMania, seeing th- that feud, literally those guys have taken it all the way from the bottom to the top. It was. Probably my favorite WrestleMania moment in the last decade or so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Del Generico kind of running away with it here. Uh, Jr. is that that continue? It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to vote for El Generico. Uh, uh, here's the thing, though. I I, uh, I agree with everything that everybody said, especially Sam. Uh, <laughs> uh, but. Um, uh, I'll say this. I do use Delirious's card a lot. Um, you know, I have a soft spot in my feds for like the age of the fall um, totally. era stuff. And, you know, Delirious was a big part of that in sort of the middle of it. People don't for remember that, but I, I like using him as this sort of like heel missing link style character in a lot of my feds. So I do get a lot of play out of this card. Um, but I, I can't in good conscience, uh, be contrarian on this one. I'm, I'm voting for El Generico. (laughs) 
It's okay. You don't have to be contrarian every time. I think yeah. this is appropriate here. Uh, Tro- Troy, what would your would your vote have gotten to? It would be generico, clean sweep. Mm-hmm. Clean sweep. That's what I thought. Uh, okay. All right. Let's move on to our next matchup. Now, these are two Ring uh, Ring of Honor branded cards, which uh, I don't know if everybody, well, at least one of them, uh, I don't know if people always realize that. But uh, I mean, at least well, I guess one of them was through Promoter Prime uh, with that. But our next oh, matchup boy. is going to be, be Bandito versus Lucha Stars. <laughs> All right. Let's start off with Zeke on this one. I think I know which way his vote is going to go anyway, but I'll yeah. figure start with him. Um, well, uh, uh, do you see my shirt? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's what I expected. <laughs> He's wearing a Bandito shirt, by the way. For, okay, for, I got, for I got, those that are listening at home. Bandito's awesome. I mean, I just, um, uh, you know, I, I, I was, I was, I, after Glapicon ended in Philadelphia, I went down with um, I went down with Pete uh, to Baltimore and saw him win the ROH World Championship that that Sunday night. And I then went to PWG the following month. And I, I told Bandito I was there, and he he asked me if I wanted to take a photo with uh, both the uh, PWG and the Ring of Honor World Championships um, at the same time. It's because he was the champion of both Feds, and and I, I think I put the photo on a. Uh, the Facebook page for Phil Screen Games and, and maybe the board too. And uh, yeah, he, he's also uh, he's also the guy who, he's, uh, he's he's helped us get several names in the game, um, including one name that was going to be in quarter four, but I got I mean some quarter two, but I think he's being based on what I've been talking to about. I think he's being pushed back. He's always well, being pushed back. I think until quarter four. Um, I had tried to sign this one name before, and he one of the cards I showed him was Bandito and. He seemed like he wanted to do it, but he goes, "Man, let me talk to Bandito first. And so he, he did, I guess. And then I saw him again in another show, and I asked him if he remembered me. And he goes, yep, and uh, for PWG. And I said, man, I, last time I talked to you, I thought, you, you know, you said you wanted to talk to Bandito. Did you talk to Bandito? And he goes, yep, and Bandito told me to sign. So, yeah. He, he's <laughs> Excellent. He's a, yeah, he's, he's great. Um, one, of, one of my favorite wrestlers, period. Bandito. Excellent. All right, let's move over to Troy, Bandito or Luchasaurus. I will I love the Luchasaurus gimmick, but I'm voting Bandito. I mean, just the mask alone. And then he's the great wrestler on top of that. Mm-hmm. So, All right, Bandito. So ban- mm-hmm. Bandito for that one. Okay, let's go over to JR. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bandito is awesome and Luchasaurus is terrible. Maybe like maybe one of the bottom 10 TV wrestlers currently going. So so uh, I'm going to go with Bandito. Uh, this this one is this one is even farther apart than the El Generico match for me. So. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'll admit I kind of set up this bracket here to go next <laughs> round, but that's OK. Uh, <laughs> Uh, John, which, which which way would you have gone in this one? Uh, I I guess I'm going to go Bandito too. Um, so like I said, the, the wrestler is great. Mask's awesome. I think the 21 plex is a really cool move. <laughs> so, 
All right, makes sense there. All right, Sam, would you another sweep here in this this bracket? Yeah, yeah, another clean sweep. I, you know, I I think that uh, well, I don't necessarily think that Luchasaurus is terrible. Uh, I do think that he's he's fairly limited. He he gets his he gets his stuff in and then gets out, you know, pretty much. But uh, uh, Bandito is, uh, I mean. There was there was a period of time. I don't know that I would say this right now, and part of that is just because of the effect that like I feel like AEW has has had on on wrestling as a whole. But there was a time when you could have easily said Bandito was one of the best wrestlers in the world, and I don't know if I would say that right now, to be completely honest with you. But he he certainly would be in the conversation that I would have with myself as I was like you know making out my my top twenty list or whatever. Um, and uh, I, I think that. He, <laughs> Yeah, he's an incredible, incredible wrestler. The mask is awesome. And and one of the things that will always sell me on Bandito, the main event of All In was built to get Bandito over. Like, the fact that you had the talent in that ring that you had, like, I, I, it's, it's a testament to what those guys thought of Bandito and how high of esteem they held Bandito in, that they basically built that man made event with the idea of getting Bandito over. So, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's a stamp of approval that will absolutely stand, you know, for me for forever in, in my, you know, estimation of, of a guy like Bandito. So yeah, I, I would have gone Bandito. All right, man, Nito, moving on. And we are moving on to the Best of Mexico set. So we have uh, four masked wrestlers uh, in that set. And our, uh, I would have thought there'd be more, but there's four. Um, mil- first matchup is going to be uh, Mil Muertes versus the Laredo Kid. All right, let's start this one off with... Uh, Troy. Mel, Mel, definitely. Uh, just love the look, the tattoos, and you know he's death, a thousand deaths. Mm-hmm. He is a thousand deaths. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, all right, Sam. How about you? Uh, I don't know if I'm ready to decide. Um, <laughs> Do you want me to come back to you? Later? No, 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 no. Uh, this is a tough one. And, and one of the reasons why it's so tough is because I feel like, you know, Mil Morete is, is, is definitely, he's not just a gimmick. You know what I mean? Like that gimmick, I think definitely helped him. Um, uh, but I, I, I genuinely feel like a lot of his best work was before he got the mask. So for me, looking at masked wrestlers, I got to go Laredo Kid on this one. I mean, again, I think Laredo Kid's one of those guys who's incredibly special, has not necessarily had the same visibility in the U.S. as somebody like maybe, you know, Bandito, but, you know, has still, I, I think, got enough of a foothold even, you know, here uh, that that what he has done is, is incredible. I, I think he's just a fantastic wrestler. Um, and I think as far as masked wrestlers go, if I'm kind of basing it off of that, yeah, I, I go with Laredo over Mil Muertes. All right, so we're tied up one apiece here. Uh, Zeke, how about you? Uh, that's, that's a tough call. That's, I, I'll, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with No More Tish. Um, I, it's, they're, they're, I like them both, but I, uh, I think maybe, maybe I guess I like No More Tish. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll probably go with Mill. I'm hoping to see Mill actually on Friday night, but he's got he announced for a show here, but the show may be canceled. Show happens. Um, right. Well, I hope you do not experience a th- 
thousand dust on the front of that. <laughs> um, one quick note about uh, Laredo Kid. Um, I, I, uh, I, I, I'm, I was watching from and I saw that he teamed actually up with last week's team, Jack Hartwell. So that's another, that's another he fits. Having a little trouble hearing you, Zeke. There, so hopefully, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that, that's cool that uh, he matched up really well with uh, Jack Cartwheel there for sure. Um, all right, let's move over to John. I'm gonna go with Laredo Kid. Okay. Um, he was of the two. I these are two guys I haven't seen a ton of, but of the one of the things. First thing I think of Laredo Kid is that match he had against Kenny Omega. In mm-hmm. AAA last year, it was mm-hmm. incredible. And Milmore, I, I, I can't think of Milmore just to not think of the TNA run and the feud of this. <laughs> like, that's what I know him most for. So I know it's not his best light, but well, I'm a stick Florida. Laredo. The, the thing I always think of with Laredo is I, I'm a big fan of the AIW podcast and the early days of that. Oh, there's all the stories of Laredo Kid just wandering off into the streets of Cleveland, yeah. and then magically yeah. just showing up in time for his match, which uh, I always, I always get a kick out of. All right, Jr. I think it's fitting here. You get to make the decision on this one: is <laughs> No Muertes or Laredo Kid moving on? Uh, so for me, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna decide and vote for Mill. Um, for me, the, the the mill gimmick was a really great gimmick that had a few good matches. Um, I think, like Sam said, there there's some matches that um, I really love from before the mass gimmick. Uh, you know, the match against Park, uh, if people haven't seen it, you know, it was one of the better matches of the decade, frankly. Um, the... Laredo kid to me is, is fine. I, I mean, you know, I guess I'm going to say this and, you know, I hope it's not controversial or whatever, but I, I feel like basically there's a, there's more good wrestlers now than there ever have been in the history of professional wrestling. And so being a good wrestler, uh, frankly does very little for me a lot of the time. Like it's not a tiebreaker anymore. So I'm almost always going to vote for for somebody or like somebody more who I think has like a unique quality to them. And frankly, the 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 knock against Mil Muertes or Ricky Banderas or, or whatever, uh, however you're using him, is that, you know, he's a monster that when booked against other monsters like Abyss or whatever, uh, you know, it, he visibly does not sort of match up to them a lot of times <laughs> in the States. Um, but like, I don't care about that when I'm playing a card game, you know? So, uh, in my fed, he's always a monster and, uh, and he's always great, you know? So, um, for me, Mill. All right. Uh, I, for the record, my vote would have been for Mil Muertes. I was a huge Lucha Underground fan. That just would have carried it for me right there. Yeah, that's it for me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Our other matchup, and this one would be really tough for me. Um, because a lot of times I've seen these guys, I mean, sometimes they've been, uh, together there. Um, and that is going to be, uh, Flamita versus Ray Horace. 
so let us start out with let's see who do, who, do we have any volunteers for this one? I know this is a tough one here. No volunteers. <laughs> I'll, I'll go first. I haven't right, gone first Jared. yet. Yeah. Um, you know, for for me, I think this is probably the one that's closest to a coin flip uh, <laughs> in terms of the bracket thus far. Um, I'm gonna go with Flamita. Um, I think that I guess they're you know for for me they're they're pretty similar performers in a lot of ways, and I would say that you know Flamita has had more in real life standout matches that I can sort of think of, you know, moments and, and memories that I have. So if I was picking up and just throwing together a card and I wanted a high flyer, I'd be more inclined to use this card just based on that. So that's, that's how I'm voting this time. All right. Uh, let's go over to John. Uh, <clears throat> I'm very much in the same boat. This one's almost a coin toss for me. Um, I, I'm, probably going to go with Ray Horace and I'm going to decide it based solely on masks. I, 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 I kind of love them both, but I think they're, I'd love the Ray Horace mask. And very valid here. And that brings us back to one on one. So that keeps our coin flip, uh, you know, right, right in line there. So that, that works for me. <laughs> All right, let's go over, uh, to Troy, uh, coin flip here too. I'm going to just edge it to Flamita. I like his mask just a little better than I like Ray Horace's. Mm, we, we got the mask judgments going on here. All right. Uh, let's go to Sam. Um, yeah, I got to go with Flamita. I, I feel like for, for me, like nothing against Ray Horace at all. Um, and, and he does have a cool mask uh, and, of course, a, a legendary trainer. Uh, but I, I feel like... Uh, for, for me that there's been a bit of a versatility to Flamita that uh, I've been able to see. Um, and, and, and with Ray Horace, it's kind of like, you know what you're going to get, but not that there's anything wrong with that. Cause what you get is, is great. Um, and uh, again, I feel like Flamita is one of those guys that's been able to really be um, a little bit more visible in the U S um, not that that should necessarily be the hallmark uh, of this, but it's just kind of one of the things that's kind of adding to, to my decision to, uh, to vote. So, so yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Flamita on this one. All right. Flamita moving on. Uh, Zeke, what would uh, your vote have been? Um, my vote would have been for Ray Horace. He's, he's been my current New Mexico champion. So I would have, I would have voted for him. Although Flamita, uh, does very well in a team with Bandito. I, he's one on one with him. Okay, cool. All right, so two three two matchups in that uh, that bracket. So so far we've had uh, two two brackets with uh, one's gone down to the last vote practically, and two blowouts in, the, in that Ring of Honor bracket. Uh, so interesting. I'm, I'm I'm really interested to see how this bracket goes. This is our wild card bracket. Um, so we're gonna kick it off here uh, with um, two. Um, we got a, we got, I'll just say we got a samurai versus a ninja in this one here. Oh, we got uh, samurai Del Sol versus Ninja Mac. Who's not even in, really officially in the game. But we <laughs> the I'm, I'm just throwing him in anyway because I think who cares? He's, he's coming. 
<laughs> He's coming soon. So we got Ninja Mac versus Samurai Del Sol. Let us start off with Zeke on this one. Oh, I'm I'm gonna go with um, Ninja Mac, who I, I just talked to today. As a matter of fact, uh, he's uh, I, I he asked me for some <laughs> some ideas for his uh, for his move set. Uh, he's uh, um, it, I thought it was okay to tell what the what, what the backwards card is going to kind of look like a little bit. Or? Yeah, you could talk about that. That's fine. Okay. Well, um, he, when I, I originally started talking a little bit about it at uh, GCW in February, because I knew he was going to be in quarter two, and he gave me a his finisher, the, the you know the, the six thirty, which calls the ninja bomb, and a couple of signature moves like uh, the ninja chop and so forth. And so I, you know, would start off with that, and I watched some of his matches, and I. Sent a, I sent him an email and I didn't think he'd, he'd get back because he just debuted for Noah in Japan. So, I, but he did. Uh, and then he told me that uh, you know, thank you for your efforts. And the moves are correct, but he wants everything to be ninja. So he's going to have the ninja sleeper, the ninja tornado kick, uh, and so forth. <laughs> um, and he goes, but but if you can think of some moves that would work that related to gambling, you know, because he's he's well into gambling and like you know, don't always bet on always bet on black. You know, you can you know send me some ideas and. So I came up, since I live in Las Vegas, I was able to think of a few things. So I, I suggested to him, um, well, for the Ninja Sleeper, I mean, we would, you know, give him a few names. Like, uh, we could call it, you know, perhaps like the 86th, because in, in the casino, if you're 86, you're out. Just like in the Sleeper, you're, you're out. Or we call it the Black Book. So if you're, if you're in the Black Book, you're, you're done. But instead of the Black Book, we could call it the Mac Book, you know, because it's like, you always been, always, always been on Black, always been on Mac. He said, he said, those are awesome. And then there's like another... I mean, it is like this handspring hurricanrana, and I suggested uh, let it ride. Um, and he's so he likes some of those, so some of those will be on the card. But this means a lot of the moves are going to be ninja, ninja, ninja. Um, but that's what he wants. So, um, hey, if, if a guy wants to have input and have that, he, uh, who might? Oh, yeah, with that? right. So that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So it'll be so that's so that's, so that's when you see the back of his card. That's that's the reason why why why, why it's, it says that, which I think is cool. It's, um, it's uh both him and Cartwright got the Sasuke special on there, although they do it a little differently because um, Cartwheel does it. I think like Sasuke did with, with the with the cartwheel and then out of the ring, and uh, Ninja Mac does like three or four handsprings and goes out of the ring. It's uh, but uh, it's going to be written a little differently. But they both they both it's it's uh, um, I don't know if I ever put the Sasuke special on a card of that before, but I just got two guys in the set that actually have it. But, um, but uh, but yeah, just 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 uh, it is card look a little different but uh i think it'll be a cool card cool all right so that's one vote for ninja mac and uh and some fun information about his upcoming cards so very very cool all right let's go over to troy next i'm voting ninja mac as well i like the look i like the gimmick and i'm really excited that he's coming into the game very cool very cool all right, uh, John, how about you on this one? Um, I'll just keep it interesting. I'll go with Samurai. Um, he's, I, I think he was an underappreciated. He's one of those many guys that seemed to vanish for a few years there and you know, weren't, <laughs> weren't getting uh, the proper use they probably should have been getting. And uh, like I said, and again, Going back to evolve that feud of El Generico, that trilogy was just spectacular. And like I said, it's just there's I can't remember the exact PWG show, but I believe it was against Rich Swan. There's about like a 30 second sequence that's 
pretty spectacular. You know, I it's not quite up there at the same level as low key red, but it's like just an impressive, just amazing thirty seconds. Uh, all right, let's move on to Jr. Samurai del Sol and Ninja Mac. Uh, I'm going to go with Ninja Mac here, um, probably because I'm always excited for new things um, and new cards. Uh, second, I guess in terms of a tiebreaker, uh, I can think of a Ninja Mac match against Loki that happened earlier this year in Texas that I thought was awesome. Um, and that's what I'm thinking about right now. So when in doubt, I guess vote for the, the match that comes to mind first, right? So yeah. That's a great reason right there. No, yeah. no arguments there. Yeah. Sam, where would your vote have gone on this one? It would have gone with Samurai. But just, I, I, you know, one, he's from Chicago. Uh, two, oh, uh, <laughs> two uh, I, I think that for, for me, um, I'm not actually as familiar with Ninja Mac's work. Like, I mean, I've seen his matches, but I don't I don't have, you know, I I could I I'd I'd probably run out of matches I've seen after one hand. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't be able to count probably more than five matches of his that I've seen. Um, the thing about Samurai Del Sol is that that I feel like Ninja Mac deservedly moves on, even though I probably would have voted for Samurai Del Sol. Is that he spent the bulk of the best years of his career being used pretty horribly, not being able to go do what he was really actually good at but he made a great living and he won the united states championship and he got to do some cool stuff and you know wrestle some cool people so you know respect him for doing that but based off of what he did before he was in wwe he could have done something a lot different had the landscape of professional wrestling changed just a little bit sooner um, but because you know aew came along when it did a guy like samurai to soul was never going to go far or really be used, uh, I think, to the best of his abilities um, in WWE at the time. So I, I think that that's unfortunate, and I think that you know, again, rightfully so, Ninja Mac moves on because I do think that you know he's a guy with a, a world of potential, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does in Noah, just because I, knowing what I have seen of him in GCW, he, I mean, he's not going to be able to do the same stuff. So it'll be, I think, and and having seen what he did at Bloodsport uh, at Mania Weekend, there's a whole lot more to Ninja Mac than diving off of tall things. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what his run in Noah is like. Very cool. Yeah, not very too exciting guys there, but yeah, just kind of excited to see the progression for Ninja Mac uh, going forward. Absolutely. All right, so our second matchup here in this wild card bracket, very, very different matchup style here uh, than uh, what we had in that last one. And uh, this one here is going to be Excalibur versus Edith Surreal. Uh, I don't think anyone's expecting this one today. No. Uh, we're going to start off first uh, with Sam on this one, because I think I know which way Sam's going to go on this one. Yeah, all due respect to Excalibur, uh, but it's Edith Surreal without a doubt. I think that she is uh, and continues to be probably one of the more exciting technical wrestlers uh, on the indie scene today. I think that her trajectory from Chikara through to what she's done today um, is, is pretty incredible. Uh, I think that just the, the way that she has – 
uh, you know, been so vulnerable and open about her personal life, uh, including the um, IWTV episode that they did um, is, is also incredible and remarkable. And uh, uh, she's she's gifted. There's no doubt about it. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, the, the, this revisiting this conversation in, in a year uh, from now could be very, very interesting. Um, so I, I think, uh, I, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's where, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm at. Um, okay. very good. Very good. Uh, and we're going to see, I'm going to see if this holds true here. We're going to go to our resident PWG expert here in this one with Zeke. Zeke, what is your vote on this? Um, I'm going to vote for Excalibur. Uh, and I just, uh, just, he's, a. Uh, you know, he's a he's a PWG PWG guy, PWG owner. Uh, I've talked to many, many times. PWG uh, on my on my any feds. Uh, he's he's always the commentator when I write my favorite also commentator, Excalibur commentator, Excalibur. Sometimes the Enrique Boni join him and so forth, but uh, he's always there. Um, uh, it's I got I got to vote for Excalibur. He, he was one of the few uh, guys from AEW that was still on the show on Sunday after they had at the had to pull them back from the dark, but he was. He, it was still there on commentary. So, I mean, yeah, it'd be weird to have a PWG show without Excalibur. I'd have to think, you know, it <laughs> just seems like a mainstay you have to have there. All right, let's move over to JR. Excalibur or Edith Surreal? I'm going to vote for Edith Surreal. Um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say that this is a political vote, but uh, I'll vote for, for anyone that, uh, is open and honest about who they are and is proud of it and makes it so that other people might have an easier time uh, being who they truly want to be and who they're meant to be. So uh, n- no wrestling in, in my vote here. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but hey, you know, I think, I think Edith Surreal is immensely important. And, uh, and that's, that's it's good. Wrestling needs important people. Well said, well said. All right, uh, Troy, how about you, Excalibur or Edith Surreal? I adore Edith. She really gets my vote. As I said, you know, she's creative, she's open, she's honest. What more can you want from a wrestler? Very cool. All right, John, uh, we've already got Edith moving on. Which way would your vote have gone here? I would have gone with Edith, too. Um, One of the, really one of the few bright spots of the last couple Chikara classes those last few years were kind of wonky for rookies but she was definitely a standout um and I love him as a commentator but Excalibur if this is supposed to be a wrestling tournament I don't know (laughs) it's a a mass wrestling tournament whatever that is you know that's up to you (laughs) Edith does perform well in tournaments so (laughs) this is true I, I love his commentary it's, it's wrestling, not as much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that concludes the first round. Uh, so let's now move on to round number two. And uh, we have our Chikara bracket final. Uh, that is going to be Ultra Mantis Black versus Dasher Hatfield. Uh, let's start off with uh, Sam on this one. 
Um, yeah, you know, I'm going to go kind of sentimental on this and just go with Ultramantis Black. I, you know, when I think of Chikara, Ultramantis Black is one of the first people I think of. Um, if not the first person I, I think of when I think of Chikara. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I love Dasher. I, I, I've loved his run as Avery Good. I've, I've gotten the opportunity to have a couple of, you know, interactions with him, uh, via social media and, uh, you know, he seems great, but, um, Man, that mask is awesome. The gimmick is awesome. Everything that, that he has done as far as storytelling in Chikara was awesome. So, yeah, it's Ultraman's Black all the way. All right, let's move over to Troy then. <sighs> Tough. I'm going to call Crossbones and Hydra Interference and give it to Ultraman's Black because <laughs> it's our Supreme Dark Overlord. <laughs> uh, John, how about you? Um, actually, actually, after the last round, um, guys, arguments kind of won me over to Ultra, Ultra Mantis. <laughs> so I'm going to go with him too. Uh, I really, he is kind of the heart of Chikar in a lot of ways, and yeah, I gotta go with him. Gotta go with Mantis. Mantis. Uh, moving on to the next round, uh, Zeke. What, what would your vote have been on this one, Dasher or Ultra Mantis? I would have voted for Ultra Mantis. I. Voted for him the first time, and I didn't vote for Dash the first time, so I would have kept it. would have been consistent against Donald Tremendous. Okay. JR, would you have concurred on that one? Yeah, Maybe a wrestler I voted for and like versus a wrestler I didn't vote and don't <laughs> like. So. The sweep. All right, well, that's. That's a sweep right there. 5-0 sweep for Ultramantis. Uh, moving on to the semifinals of the tournament. Okay, we got a Ring of Honor bracket finals. This one will be interesting here. We got El Generico versus Bandito. Let's let's give Zeke the first vote here on this one. He's got the T-shirt, <laughs> but he's also got those awesome PWG matches from El Generico. I'm really interested to see how this is going to go. Oh. I'll, t- uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you, I, uh, this is probably the hardest one. I mean, he's, yeah, I'd vote for any other bracket, and I may vote for them all the way to the finals. But uh, I mean, I'll, I, I'll tell you something really cool. that Down in Dallas, the Mania weekend, there's that uh, you know, Major League Wrestling. Uh, I don't know a lot of people in Dallas, and I was, at, you know, I had the uh, VIP ticket where they fed you and you know, eating tacos, and I was just sitting by myself, and uh, Bandito shows up with his baggage and head, starts heading to the back and then he turns around and sees me and he comes over and pats me on the back and says, Mi amigo, good to see you again. And I thought that was really cool. Um, uh, so I don't know. I'm going to, I got to go. I'm going to go with Bandito. I, I got Bandito, Bandito, the current PWG guy out. Uh, probably the toughest vote to make, but I will go with Bandito. Hey, I, I don't felt you for that one there. A lot of personal experience with it. I, I completely get that. All right, uh, let's go over to John. Um, I guess I kind of agree with Zeke. This is, these are probably my two favorite guys that are left. Um, but I, he, like I said, he's one of my favorite. I can't stick with Generico. All right, Generico here. JR, how about you? Um, boy. Y- you know, I... I really like the El Generico matches. You know, I I don't love the character as much as some other people do, um, but the the matches are are so so good. Um, 
but you know, I, I think if I, if <laughs> if the matchup is real luchador versus fake luchador, I, I think I have to vote for real luchador. Uh, so I'm going to side with Zeke on this one, and I'm going to vote for Bandito, even though I may, in a vacuum, like him a little bit less than El Generico. <laughs> Love the logic there. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Troy, how about you here? El Generico uh, or got to vote for uh, El Generico. He's just simply one of my favorites. Generico. Ole, ole, ole. We have a tie going into the last vote here. And that belongs to you, Sam. Who's moving on? El Generico or Bandito? All right. <sighs> so. There have been some incredible points made, and uh, Zeke told that wonderful story, and uh, and Jr. had some good points, and it was almost enough to swing me, but uh, I can't do it. It's got to be El Generico, all day, every day. El Generico, moving on. That was a tough one. I got to admit, there. That's why I was kind of thinking, like when I originally was making up the bracket. You know, looking at the names there, I'm like, oh, these two guys could meet in the finals. But then when I kind of went with the theme there, I was like, well, uh, they're going to have to meet earlier than that. <laughs> so uh, we're going to move on to our best of Mexico finals. Uh, we have Mil Muertes versus Flamita. And uh, JR, you get the first vote on this one. I'm going to I'm gonna go with Mil. Um, I think that one of the things that I love about Lucha and Mexican wrestling and showing people Mexican wrestling is that it's vastly different than what people assume it is when it's when they're first enjoying wrestling and their idea of luchador is like high flying guy. They think it's all going to be high flying guys. Right. And I think, you know, the, the maestro stuff, Mexico has like the best technical wrestling in the world. Mexico has a ton of great bases. Mexico has a ton of guys that are great brawlers. Um, and so for me, it's important that we have cards that show the, the different aspects of Lucha. Um, that's why I was so happy when Prada Morgan uh, signed a truly an all-time favorite Zeke. Thanks. Um, uh, and so for me, mill going forward and having a representative of the fact that Mexican wrestling is, and Lucha is not just a style, but, you know, has a, a ton of sort of different aspects to it. I think mill going forward is really important to me. My vote is for mill. So that's one vote for Mil Muertes. Uh, like the, uh, I like the, you know, what you're saying there. Yeah, you know, there, there is more. Everyone, a lot of times, you get think it's kind of branded as to one thing, and, and it's very important to kind of show that 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 mix of styles there. All right, uh, let's go to uh, uh, Troy. Mil. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lucha Underground was my favorite fed there for a while. It was the only modern wrestling I was really watching. And Mill was the star of it, basically, other than, of course, the uh, El Presidente, but yeah. <laughs> neither here nor there. Ring the bell! <laughs> All right. Uh, John, how about you on this one? Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Mill, too. 
I just I, I've got my book in hand on now. I've got <laughs> I'm laying out the story of this tournament. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> All right, so Milmort is moving on. Zeke, uh, would what, what would your vote have been for this one? I would have voted for Milmort. Um, really hoping to see him in three days from now. He just, uh, yeah, the problem is uh, Super Beast uh, apparently has been running shows about a license um, and and a uh, oops, so they and, and selling liquor without a license. Is <laughs> so they, they uh, yeah. The show's not, I guess, until that gets worked out, the show might not happen on Friday. So, hopefully, so what you're saying is he was running the coolest wrestling promotion of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I, I, um, yeah I, I, I like Super Beast, but I wasn't exactly surprised to hear that, uh, you know. But, uh, but, um, but, um, hopefully, hopefully, I'll see him. Hopefully, I'll see him more on Friday. So, uh, I'm, I'm gonna vote for Miller. I, mean, I would have voted for Miller. All right. Uh, our next one. Hey, oh, I'm you sorry, Sam. Me. Sam I, I, I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> no, it's all right. Uh, uh, you know, this is funny because I would have voted um, contrary to what I did earlier because I would have voted for Mill as well. Um, and I, I think you know it was kind of hard earlier um, to to you know to go Laredo Kid, but I felt like I had good logic behind it. But I would put. Milmortis over Flamita in in this instance, and I think that a lot of what was said um, by everyone else was 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 pretty spot on, and and I think that Jr. is absolutely right. I mean, the fact that like it's the same thing with like you know Puro. If you think that Japanese wrestling is just you know strong style, there's there's so much more, and uh, and it's the same thing with lucha and and the the depth, um, and I think that's a really wonderful uh, you know reason to 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 pick him. So, uh, but yeah, that's I, I would have gone though. So it would have been a it would have been a sweep. Another sweep there for this round. All right, that brings us to our last bracket finals, our wild card bracket, Ninja Mac versus Edith Surreal. Uh, let's start off with uh, John on this one. I think I'm going to go with Ninja Mac this one. Um, like I, said, I like I like what I've seen out of both. I haven't seen admittedly a ton out of either of them, but I... I've I've enjoyed what I've seen of Ninja Mac more. Okay, fair enough. All right, let's uh, go over to Jr. Uh boy, I was not prepared to go second. Uh, (laughs) No, 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 I can go. Um, My reasons are getting so arbitrary at this point. Uh, My tiebreaker on this is one has wrestled Loki and one has not. Uh, So I'm voting for Ninja Mac. (laughs) All right. Uh, Troy. I'm still voting Edith. Same reasons as before. Sam. Sam. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Edith. I, you know, it, it, it's tough, but I, I have a feeling that Ninja Mac's going to move on anyway. So, so it might be a, a, a vote in futility, but, um, I, yeah, I, I just, for everything that, that was said before when, when she won, um, I'm going to keep it with Edith. All right. That brings it to Zeke. You have the deciding vote here. Ninja Mac or Edith Surreal? Oh, um, I agree. Well, I agree with everyone that said about either Surreal, and if she wasn't running against Excalibur last round, I probably would have voted for her. Um, but I, I didn't vote for her, and I did vote for Ninja Max, so I'm going to keep my vote uh, with Ninja Mac. All right, Ninja Mac, moving on. 
All right, we're in our semifinals here. Uh, so this one, uh, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen it in a Jakara ring. If it happened anywhere, it probably happened there. Uh, Ultra Mantis Black versus El Generico. Uh, really interesting one here. Uh, let's start it off with uh, Troy on this one. Uh, I'm gonna vote Generico. I mean, this is a this is a real toss up. I love both of the guys, but face over heel in this case because I think Black was better as a heel and Generico was better as a face. And I'm gonna vote the face. Hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, oh, John, how about you on this one? Um, I've, I've been trying to pace myself so I continue to have things to say about El Generico. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to vote for El Generico, too. Um, yeah, I guess that they're both they're both favorites, but I, like I said, I, I can't go against Generico. I get it, I get it. Sam, how about you? Yeah, I, I got to go Generico as well. It's tough, you know. I I would love to 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 have you know Ultramanus be like in the in the finals of this, but um, ultimately, when it comes down to it, I just think that Generico is, you know, he's a he's a star. He was a star before he even got to WWE, and and he was under that mask and um, in, incredible human and and great wrestler. And uh, I, you could say the same thing about Ultramance Black, but in this case, I'm saying it about Generico, and I'm giving Generico the uh, the, the win. All right, El Generico, moving on. Hey, Todd, yeah. one, one clicks uh, thing. Uh, they faced each other in a trios match, 3.0 LA versus uh, Spectral Envoy. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, mm-hmm. yep, that makes sense. Uh, Jr., what were you vote of got on that one? Uh, so I, I actually would have voted for Ultramantis Black. Uh, nothing against El Generico, um, but I I like cards and wrestlers that can do more than one thing. Um, and the El Generico character is a tremendous babyface, but you you can't turn him heel. You know you can't. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess you could in a tag team maybe, but even that, you know, but like, uh, so Ultramantis like just does more for me in terms of like being a creative force and something. I have more ideas about it. You know, there's a million cards that I could just have be a baby face. Um, so I'd rather play with Ultramantis black. I'd rather in real life, I'd rather see a El Generico match probably, but, um, (laughs) I, uh, I'm going to vote for Ultramantis black. Yeah. And Zeke, uh, Generico for you, I'm assuming. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Generico, the PWP. Absolutely. All right, Zeke, we're going to give you the first vote on this one. It is Mil Mortez versus Ninja Mac. Oh, wow. Um, That's a tough one. Yeah, it is. Um, oh. Um, Yeah, this this is tough. Um, I've been voting for both guys all the all the way through. Uh, no. I I I guess I guess um, very this is almost as tough as Generico and Bandito, but uh, I for me I I think I'm I'm thinking I'm going to go with Mortis. Um, not not you know I 
Ninja Mac's awesome. One of my favorite wrestlers I've started seeing the last couple of years, but uh, I've really been just a huge fan of Mil Mortez and I just uh, got to go with Mil over, over Ninja Mac. I'm not in the but all right, so vote for Mil Mortez. Nice, uh, big uh, battle of styles here. Uh, let's go over to Sam. Uh, where is your vote on this? Mil Mortez versus Ninja Mac. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny because I didn't vote for him the first time around, and now here I am voting for him twice in a row because I, I'm going to vote Mill as well. I think it's it, when you when you look at the the wrestlers that we've assembled um while i would certainly argue that el generico is on the trajectory to be like the hall of fame talent out of all of these names um that when you look at 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 where they are you know maybe right now that mil Moretes has kind of reached legendary status you know for the work that he did as el messias for the work that he did as ricky banderas for you know for the work that he's done as as, as mill like I, I i think that I'd be hard pressed to to honestly um, vote against him at this at this point, <laughs> um, and I think Ninja Mac could get there. I think that Ninja Mac could have an incredible career ahead of him, but just where he is right now, to me, there's there's not there's not much comparison. Right. Uh, so Jr., how about you on this one, Ninja Mac Milmuertes? It's Mill. Um... I mean, I think I, I've I laid my more compelling mm-hmm. argument last round. Uh, I don't think it changes much, um, but I, you know, I think that I, without seeing Ninja Max card, I, you know, I'd, I'm more excited to play with Mills. Um, uh, I'm more excited to see a Mill Mortis match in his prime. I'm probably more excited to see a Mill Mortis match now. Um, so yeah, it's for me. It's Mill. All right, it's Mill Muertes moving on. Troy, I know you've been voting Mill all the it's way. It's gonna through. be Mill again. Yeah, would have been Mill again. All right, and John. I was gonna go Mill. Okay, so we got you know two two big uh, one sided matchups here in the semifinals, uh, and that brings us to our final match. Uh, we have and this one. I, I highly doubt this one's ever happened. But uh, this match is a rule, by the I way. I know, right? Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> the same thing. Such a good match. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, 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 is more, this, this, this is a match we should just run at Galacticon, not I, in a tournament. I think you might be right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> another little bit of clash of styles here, which, a, uh, but I think it would be a great clash of styles. We have El Generico versus Mil Muertas in the finals. All right, I'll, I'll do volunteers. Anybody want to go first on this I'll one? I'll go first. Oh, Troy, you'll go first? I'll go All first. Right. I mean, I like both guys a lot. You know, I've enjoyed them. But I'm a Generico fan, I, I will admit. And that orphan orphanage work always gets to me, you know. <laughs> you know Got to help those orphans. Absolutely. So I'm Absolutely. voting Generico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Got a little humanitarian right there for sure. Uh, John, I saw you you're, uh, have an answer ready to go. I say yeah, this is this is my like I said I had my booking hat on. This is the finals I wanted. I have my last thing I want to say about Generico. One of the best come from behind babe, un- underdog baby faces of all time. I'm going Generico again. Well, you know, right I, now he's not playing from underneath here. Yeah, at this point. I, I agree though. <laughs> but this this match in real life would be something. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Jr. 
Yeah, uh, I, uh, I I think I better get my get my stuff in now uh, before it runs <laughs> so, away. Um, I'm going to vote for Mill uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I outlined previously: if you have a luchador versus a fake luchador, you have to vote for the luchador. Um, but uh, I, I guess you know, it, it, I'll say this: I. I don't begrudge anyone saying that that Generico is a is an exciting, wonderful wrestler because um, I think that that's true. I agree with everything that everybody said. I think we're probably underselling the fact that at his peak, uh, Muertes is just as good. I I mean, I think if you put together. Uh, uh, like a desert island comp of both of these guys, right? Like 10 best Muertes matches versus 10 best El Generico matches. It's probably a lot closer than you think. Um, it, you know, in terms, uh, and I, uh, frankly, I think I may rather watch the Mil Muertes one. I think there's probably a little more variety on that. Um, so, uh, you know, I think I've changed my reasoning for why I've, voted at basically every round. I'm going to do it again here. Um, but, uh, I am voting for Mil Muertes. Uh, I think that, uh, that he's just slightly more compelling to me. Um, and, uh, and I'm, I'm ready to lose four one, but, uh, but I'm doing it. I'm going out. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see if it's four one here. Let's, let's go over to Sam and see where his vote lies in this one. Yeah, it's four one uh, because uh, I, you know, <laughs> I, 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 it's crazy because I don't, you know, again, I don't necessarily disagree with, with anything that Jared just said. Um, it's incredibly hard for me to not take into account his post mask career in the same way that it was hard for me to not take into account Mills pre mask career. Um, so I, I kind of feel like. It's if I if I just look at both of their careers all the way and 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 disregard the mask as being involved, I still choose El Generico. Um, I probably even more so choose El Generico. I, I I think when you look at the stuff that he did with Kevin Steen, when you look at the stuff that you know the the match that he had with X Pac, which I, you know I think was a match that nobody expected to be what it was, and then when you move on to like the post match mask stuff and you you look at that match he had with um neville now i almost said Pac, but at the time neville uh that match was the match that solidified nxt as being more than just developmental for anybody who was watching and paying attention Mm -hmm. and and i brought it up when we had the chance to interview jerry briscoe when Pat Patterson walked out after that match and was congratulating those guys, but especially Sammy, like that to me is one of my favorite moments in professional wrestling. I just love that moment. I loved it then. I love it now. It, it, it got me choked up when I when I wa- was watching it live. Um, and maybe I shouldn't be taking that into account at all because again, that was you know post mask. Um, but. Yeah, I just think that Generico, uh, you know, as a babyface, and I and I would argue that even though we never saw it, I would argue that there is n- no, there's nothing in my mind that says that Generico couldn't have been a heel, based off of everything that Sami Zayn has been able to do in WWE. Um, 
that just wasn't in the cards, no pun intended. But uh, I, yeah, I, I'm, I, I, I've, I've exhausted my, my reasons, I suppose. But yeah, I, I gotta go El Generico. I'm confused. What does Sammy Zane have to do with El Generico? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm not Smart Alec with those two. Right oh. <laughs> All right, uh, Zeke. We didn't get to you there. Um, your vote: Mil Muertes versus El Generico. Well, I, I would have voted for El Generico. Um, you know, PWG is my favorite Fed, and you, I think arguably El Generico is the most accomplished wrestler in the history of PWG with these multi uh, PWG world champions, um, tag team champions. It's uh, four or five or different times he held the belt. He's won Bola, he's won PDT4, uh, one, one of the greatest wrestlers in PWG history. I don't think anyone's got as much accomplished all that that, that he has. I mean, he, um, I put him above Chris Earl's career for PWG. I put him above, you know, got Davey Richards for sure. I put him above. Uh, uh, I put him above Kevin Steen's career for PWG. Just yeah, without a doubt. Um, uh, on a Mount Rushmore of PWG, all the Bucks would take one spot um, together. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I put it for Bandito over El Generico, but uh, I wouldn't put Bandito on a PWG Mount Rushmore. But I would put El Generico. I guess I'm PWG centric on this. We would have no no other way, Zeke. Absolutely not. I will say Uh, this. I I do want to see that comp tape that JR was talking about. Like I want him to make that, you know, I want to see that Mil Muertes comp. (laughs) Yeah, it's good. I mean, like, uh, yeah, I mean, there's some, there's some cool stuff. Even some of those CMLL trios are not so bad. Uh, you know, I mean, when he was Gilbert Elbericua, I mean, that's uh, <laughs> some not terrible stuff there. Not going to lie. <laughs> also, he was, the, he was the last Russell Society X champion. So that's true. That. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff ages okay. It's all right. You know? It's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Well, congratulations to El Generico. He is our masked wrestling champion of the uh, Philistine Games Indies universe. Uh, I do remember the first time I ever saw an El Generico match was live at King of Trios 2009 in a four-way match with Nick Jackson, Jigsaw, and the one and only Kota Ibushi, which was absolutely mind-blowing. And then I did, uh, I think uh, two years later, back in the ECW arena, I did get to see him versus one, two, three kid, which I talked about on a previous podcast. Uh, I mean, both just absolutely barbarous matches there. Um, and very uh, uh, lucky to have seen both of those live. Uh, but uh, definitely big Generico fan, very well-deserving uh, champion here. And, and Mil Muertes, big fan of him too, as I mentioned, big Lucha Underground fan. Uh, and yeah, I've seen some of the other stuff uh, outside, but not nearly as much as JR. I might, I might need to get a copy of that comp tape too. We'll think <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll oh, take all right, so uh, that concludes uh, our June, or sorry, our uh, our May tournament here. And uh, pass back over to you, Sam, to kind of wrap us up. Yeah, man. All right. Well, that was fun. I, I can't wait to do uh, the Legends Tournament uh, in June and, 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 of course, the Champions Tournament in, come July. will be a lot of fun as well. Um, I, I want to thank our panelists. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I always have so much fun um, when we have guests on, um, but the tournaments are, are always, uh, I think, even more fun because we have even more guests on. Uh, so, uh, John, you're, you're in my top left. I'll start with you. Thank you so much. Uh, is there anything 
anything else that you want to say, anything you want to plug, anything that you have that you want people that are listening to this podcast, all 12 of them to know? <laughs> you got more than just want to come on. <laughs> I just want to say was, uh, thanks for having me on. It was great, good time. Um, like I said, I've been a fan. I've been a fan of the company for a long time. It was great to, you know, not this day and age you don't get a lot of chances to talk wrestling, so it's always good to do that too for a couple hours. Absolutely. Well, I'm I'm stoked that you joined us, and uh, I, I'm going to uh, keep an eye. I mean, I always do, but I keep an eye on the boards uh, just to see oh, how you, your guesses uh, will, will play out for the for the rest well, of the set. I I know they've been ruined now. <laughs> <laughs> my perfect, just my one guy too. My perfect, mm-hmm. I, I'm like Goldberg after the loss. Now there's no point. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, I will say, I think next week you'll be pretty happy with the, with the name that we reveal next week, though. So, yeah, it's a cool set. And it's a cool set. And, and, and any chance we're going to see you in person uh, in July on uh, Chicago? I probably won't be able to make it July. Uh, it's just, I think there's some family coming in around that same time. So, I, I'll be busy elsewhere. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully we'll see you uh, in person one one day down the road, though. Yeah, I hope hope to make it someday. Excellent. Uh, Jr. Uh, anything that you want to plug? Anything that you've got to say before uh, before we take off? Yeah, of course. Uh, I'll always get in some cheap plugs, I guess. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, that's where I'm at more often than not in terms of social media interaction. Um, I'm uh, at Wrestling Bubble. Um, uh, I wrote a zine about wrestling. So if you like the way that I talk about wrestling, you'll probably like the way that I write about wrestling. It's, uh, all about Ian Rotten. It's called meth lab battle arts. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and you can, you can buy that from me. There's hard copies and digital copies. It's, it's quite good. Um, it's me and Phil Schneider who, uh, who's the writer at Segunda Kaida. He's also the writer who does the wrestling column for the ringer now, if anyone reads the ringer. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it's got some cool art in there too. Um, but, uh, but that's really about it. I really appreciate being on. It was a, it was an absolute blast to, to talk about all this. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciated, uh, the knowledge you brought to the table and, uh, look forward to talking to you again, uh, and hopefully yeah. sometime here in the, in the near future. Um, Troy, anything else that you want to say before we get out of here? Uh, if you, if you like uh, legends, tag team wrestling, check out my, uh, experimental theater wrestling fed in the legends board. I'm running eight of the top legends tag teams in a round robin tournament. And it's been absolutely fun and wild to do. Excellent. Uh, I'll definitely uh, make sure I check that out. Uh, Zeke. Um, I, you know, we got just a, a little bit of time here and I wanted to ask you, uh, about your experience at the PWG show, uh, recently. I know you, uh, left some comments on the board. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, just briefly. Um, I know you'd mentioned that they, that the crowd hated that Daniel Garcia won the title. I understand that, but I, I also understand why he won the title because he's awesome. So uh, I'm just curious uh, to your thoughts uh, on the show. Oh, the show was the show was a lot of fun. I, uh, I, yeah, I thought I thought Garcia was going. I actually also thought Garcia was going to go over as I mentioned on the board. And um, uh, there's, there's also some question. I don't know if it's been cleared up or not, but there was some question, I guess, about Bandito's upcoming visa status too, which mm. might have played a role in things. 
the match itself uh, could have been better. I think it was the problem was that uh, well they opened the doors thirty minutes late because Band- there was an issue with Bandito's flight and he didn't actually arrive at the venue until intermission. Uh, oh, so wow. they had, so I don't think they had a, they might not have had a lot of time to really you know prepare for it. Uh, but um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think Garcia is fine. I mean, it's Bandito's very very popular though. And, PWG and his music starts playing and people are screaming his name throughout the matches. Uh, um, you know, I, um, and, and Garcia is playing the heel. Uh, uh, um, but I think, I think Garcia, uh, Garcia will be a good champion. He'll, he's, you know, it sounds like they're going to set up, um, who's the guy they brought in from Japan? Uh, trying to remember. Oh, uh, uh Takashita. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the next show sounds like it's going to be, uh, um, Garcia defending, uh, Takashita and then, Music is is, is is making a play for the, the title too. You know, that'd be a heel versus heel matchup. Uh, he spit on Super Dragon's mask uh, in the ring, so um, so he's you know I mean, if that match becomes soon with the two heels, but I can see Garcia having a good reign um, as going to be champion. He's a he's a he's a great wrestler. Um, uh, not who I was pulling for to win, but uh, you know, I think he's a, he'll be, he'll be a good. Champion. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm excited for him. I, I think it's it, it's a great step for him. And uh, you know, regardless of what the circumstances are with Bandito, I mean, certainly I hope that uh, we will see more uh, of him very very soon. I think that uh, Takashita is a great opponent for him. Biff Busick and Daniel Garcia is a match that I will watch you know, eight days a week. Like that sounds like an awesome time. Um, so, uh, yeah, I look forward to, to, to hearing about what's, what's next. And I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that you attend so that I can hear, uh, all your stories. Uh, and it's always good to talk to you. Uh, I know you're hard at work at the best of the Indies 2022 set. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it and seeing what you do. There's some great names in it. Um, ones that have already been announced and of course the ones that are coming. So, uh, thank you for all your work, uh, signing the guys and of course all the stats and everything. Um, it's always a pleasure. Uh, and I appreciate that uh, that you joined us tonight for the tournament. Oh, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Awesome, awesome. Uh, I will just throw out there real quick, just because we're talking tournaments. Uh, we had a tournament. I've talked about it a few times uh, on the past few episodes that the Cinderella tournament for stardom did wrap up this past weekend. Um, and uh, spoiler alert, I'm going to spoil it. Uh, I was way off in my uh in, in my predictions uh but i'm not alone i i would argue that the vast majority of stardom fans did not necessarily see this one coming um and part of the reason why is because they had built up natsupoi so well that i don't think anyone saw her not being in the finals they had built hazuki up so well that i don't think anyone saw her not being in the finals and um i mean some people did but uh and, and both of them lost their semifinal matches which set up koguma versus mirai I think at that point the writing was kind of on the wall because again Mirai is the one who's kind of been uh, you know has had the had the, the 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 push behind her more so than Kaguma uh, and that is of course who ended up winning the tournament. It does seem like she's going to challenge for the white belt, um, which is. Uh, uh, currently held by Sayakamatani, um, and Sayakamatani has has just been on a tear with some incredible matches recently. So I, I don't think that that one will disappoint at all. Uh, other matches on the card that are, are worth checking out would definitely be Azumi versus uh, Mei Suruga for the high speed title, um, and then of course the World of Stardom title match with uh, Suri and her stablemate uh, Haimaka, uh, which was um, kind of like uh, you know the the stablemate testing um, uh, the other. Uh, and, and, and they they had a, a great match. Um, just just uh, you know, honestly, um, 
I don't think Siri's had a bad match since she became champ, even, you know, even before she became champ. So, um, yeah, uh, it was a great show. Uh, they've got a killer week coming up um, with more with more great shows. So if you're interested in checking out, um, you know, some of the best that uh, women's wrestling has to offer, I would highly recommend just, you know, putting the money down in Stardom World um, or finding it elsewhere if that's what you do and enjoying it. Um, that's about it for us, though. Todd, you got anything else? uh let's see I, I don't think so nothing too much uh we'll continue on with the teasers hopefully we'll be back on track uh, on dates with those there and then uh, we're still planning uh, next friday um uh may 13th friday the 13th uh we will have our pre-order day for the new uh qt releases so that is war games 2092 uh, Best of the Indies 2019 and our Legends Enhancement 4-Pack. We're going back in time for the Best of the Indies? Oh, sorry, 2022. <laughs> Man, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, no, it's fine. <laughs> I'm just out of it. Yes, 2022, Best of the Indies. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, I, I look forward to it. Pre-order day is always a fun time. Um, I, again, if you know, if you're thinking of buying the sets if you're able to buy the sets i always say go ahead and pre-order that way you'll get them you know around the same time that everyone else who pre-orders does uh which will be you know first um you know you won't take uh, any, any chances of having to wait um uh, any any longer after the mad dash uh or the stuffing of the envelopes that, that todd will do at the last minute um and uh yeah see if i get another 24 hour turnaround time that uh, you know, <laughs> that's that's my usual there i can't guarantee but i will always try my best so. or, order online and get it immediately <laughs> you do that too that, yes. there is that there is that sometimes even before the physical stuff arrives um all right. Well, uh, that's it for us here at Roll Up. It has been a, a, an awesome time. Uh, again, I just want to thank our guests, uh, John, Troy, Zeke, and JR for joining us for the tournament. Um, such a pleasure. And uh, I, I have a feeling that, uh, again, we'll, we'll certainly see you know Troy and Zeke again. Um, there's no doubt about that. But I hope we have the chance to have John and JR on again as well. Maybe talk a little bit more about their experiences with the game and professional wrestling in general. Um, and uh, Todd and I didn't talk any AE this week so um if we're on the company payroll we didn't earn any money this week um (laughs) which is too bad Um, (laughs) so uh in the meantime everyone take care of yourself take care of one another stay safe out there keep the dice rolling we'll be back next week with a special episode we've got the interview with dirty white boy um should be a great time uh but yeah we're out of here let's go home (laughs) 